Hello and welcome to The Coolest Kids. I'm your host, Terrence Wiggins, and with me is... The other host, Brock Wilbur. <laughs> Brock Wilbur. It sounds, you sounded like a... Uh, like a machine. Oh like yeah, when, he is when you not get a, When you get an automated call, <laughs> and it's just like you are receiving a call from Brock Wilbur. Penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today on this episode of the Coolest Kids, the number one podcast about uh, emo music, I feel like we can claim that title already because I can't think of uh, any other podcast that would do this. The Twenty One Pilots um, podcast. God, I was. <laughs> Ugh. Don't. <laughs> I hate that band so much. Um, Do you? Yes. Like, Are you really. sure, though? Yes, I'm very sure. Because I've had to hear, like, two of their songs. I'm just like, man, this is real bad. And, and I keep having to hear it. I don't know if I like them or not. Because every song sounds completely different. And so when it's on the radio, I'll be like, I fucking love this song. And then I'll, I, I've bought two of their albums now, and like they're, it's just so all over the place that I'm like, there's three songs here from a separate band that I really enjoy amidst this stuff where there's like a song where every time he hits the bass, a gunshot plays, and it's a song about gun violence, and I'm like, you're, you're doing too much. It's a serious Reggie and the Full Effect. I always think of them as the two skate punk kids uh, in high fidelity that break into the record shop to steal the recording. <laughs> uh, I stole my mother's wheelchair. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm like, they, they look like those two kids, but also like, I think that they're very good at music, but also no one, they don't, they need a producer that's just like, hey, this thing. Focus on do one thing. <laughs> don't focus, also Focus rap. on one thing. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get back to the rest of that. We can like do B-sides later. Um, but today we're going to talk about since not last episode, but episode before last, we talked about brand news, your favorite weapon. We're going to sort of talk about the sister album to that. Uh, taking back Sundays, tell all your friends. Yes. Um, and I, I discovered taking back Sunday first uh-huh. and I like, as soon as I heard this album, I was just like, man, I love this album. <laughs> um, I listened to it a whole lot. Uh, Taken Back Sunday was originally my favorite band before Brand New. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, like, Tell All Your Friends and Where You Want to Be are, like, I still think are, like, supremely strong albums. Um, and speaking of Brand New, J.C. Lacey was, uh, was one of the original members of Taken Back Sunday when they first started. Um, because the... Uh, the guitarist from Taking Back Sunday started the band, and he talked to uh, he talked to Jesse first. And Jesse Lacey was in a band called the Rookie Lot. The Rookie Lot broke up, uh, so he started playing guitar and doing vocals. And so did John Nolan. John Nolan was in Taking Back Sunday in the first two out al- first album. He was on the first album. Then he went to do uh, Stray Light Run. Then he came back to Taking Back Sunday after the fourth album. Huh. Something like that. Um, but as you know, as we talked about, John Nolan and Jesse Lacey are the uh, two sides to There's No I in Team by Taking Back Sunday and there and um, 70 Times 7 by Brand New. Yeah. Did you um, like when did you discover Taking Back Sunday? I got I got to them second. Uh, 
like I had a I had a band that I was in uh, with some with both some older kids and some younger kids, and the the younger kid gave me uh, a Thursday album. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's which is the first one? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Well. Well, understanding in a car crash. That's the second one, right? That's um. Yeah. Well, I can't remember the name. Uh, full Collapse on Impact. Full Collapse. Is that Full Collapse? Okay, and what's yeah. the 9-11 album called? That's uh, War All the Time. War All the Time, right. I, they, I, I always think it's Full Collapse because that sounds like a 9-11 album. So I get yeah. the two, yeah. So I got I got into Thursday, and from Thursday it was a short line into Brand New. Uh, but, like, this kid was sort of the one in high school that was handing me stuff. Like, he handed me that and was like, if you love Thursday, you'll love this. And all of his, like, other suggestions were like RX bandits and stuff. And I was like, these are not, they don't, I don't see this straight line. Uh, yeah. And then he, he became my kid that then found crass and then hated everything he'd previously loved. And I was like, Oh, I see what crass does to people. There's a bartender <laughs> in my neighborhood who recently discovered his love of crass and reread their book. And that made him shave his head. And I'm like, I see even in your thirties, like eat rediscovering crass uh, can just destroy who you are as a person. <laughs> I never listen to Crass. Well, you can't. Uh, you can't now because then you'll hate everything in this podcast will end. <laughs> you won't want to admit that you I'm, ever listen to anything else. <laughs> maybe because I'm not white. Maybe it, it won't affect me the same way. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of this band. I've never heard anything by them. But uh, one of the vocalists is named Steve Ignorant, which is <laughs> just a name. Also, I, I feel like Crass is the sort of band that doesn't see color. I think they're post-white. <laughs> I was just saying that because um, <clears throat> because of, like, uh, white punk kids getting influenced very easily. Right. As I have as I've have learned uh, in my life. Yeah, you um, know. Yes, I do. I do know. Um, or, or should you not know? Tell me. I don't know. Maybe I know. I mean, I feel like I, I saw a lot of it from the outside in, like knowing a lot of punk kids. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't know a lot, but I knew I knew enough that it's just like, oh, OK, I get it. I understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why. But right. I, I wanted to be a punk kid, but um, it just wasn't in me. Yeah, I uh, think your question was more about whether or not I, I I definitely am a brand new guy first and only. And like Taking Back Sunday was always hard for me to get into i think mm-hmm. I, I think actually listening to the album now is the most i've ever liked this album <laughs> huh uh yeah i i really like this album when it first came out um i believe the first single off the album was um cute without the e yes and they <laughs> did they did a the video was like a take on uh, fight club fun of course it was of course it was <laughs> <laughs> and they also did a uh, I think it was your so last summer. I think they did a video for that that has Fav- Flavor Flav in it. Fun. Um, and this was like before they were on any major label, so it was just like, how did they get <laughs> Flavor Flav? Like, I don't. Um. So this is so you haven't listened. When was the last time you heard this album? At least ten years ago. What do you think about it now? I like it a lot now. Like there's a there's a very tonal thing that I, I realized in listening to it that I've always disliked, uh, and that's really any band that uses that sort of like chorus guitar effect filter, and they mm-hmm. use that pretty liberally throughout this album, or at least they use it in the start of songs at points, 
And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, this is always like a, when they're like, we'll do the riff slow and it'll be, they have that chorus effect on it and then we'll make it the real song. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I never like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's just, that sound has never appealed to me. Like, I like it in Come As You Are, barely. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just not my sound effect, I guess. Yeah. Um, so this, um, the album, the album started like it, the album kind of follows this weird sort of, um, pop punk emo band, like formula of just like come out of the gate strong with a loud song, right. sort of slow down for the second one picks up again for the third one. The fourth leads into the fifth or the sixth where, uh, or like the fourth, the, it kind of goes down some, and so you get like the fourth and fifth song, and then right. like the sixth out. The sixth song is like either the acoustic song or it's like the very dramatic song, and then it goes back up, and then like it sort of cascades down into like, not it's not dramatic like the sixth song, but it is slow. It is a slower song in the album, <laughs> um, and a lot of a lot of uh, albums followed that format, like Brand New did. Um, Especially, especially with your favorite weapon in Deja and Tendu, Taken Back Sunday does that on every album. Like, I wonder if that's just like a producer thing, yeah. or did they start like? I did go through the rest of the Taking Back Sunday albums just to listen to first songs, and you're absolutely right. It's always like, what if we put our best, hardest booted foot forward? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and I don't like lyrically. This album is it's it's fine. Um. It's it's very teenage. Um, it's I want to say it's kind of like when we're talking about the used album. I, but it's I thought not about as... our conversation a lot during that, but I, I think that what separates this from that album is that like you know how I do the hazy eyes thing. I was like, this is readable in one way. This is about yeah. drugs, and it is nothing else. And I was like, right, right out of the gate, it's like these songs will be about a uh, one thing. And, and that doesn't make them worse songs. It's just uh, we talked about how the used adapts because it can sort of mean multiple things in each song. Right. Uh, and this one is like, no, this is this is a song about a girl and her name was Susan. That's why the song is called Susan. <laughs> uh, also, the, um, it's just funny how much they talk about a team because these guys never were on any sports team of any sort. <laughs> right. Um Maybe baseball. I could probably see them being on baseball teams, like when they were like in fifth grade. Yes, uh, that seems like a very. I was. Uh, I used. I was in a band in high school. Was also. I played soccer or baseball when I was in third through fifth grade. Yes. But then I never touched the sport again. <laughs> um. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> uh. So. I want to talk about. There's no I in team because we talked about so much of. Uh, 70 times seven the last time. Yeah. And, uh, like it's, it's real weird to look back on basically an argument between two friends. <laughs> um, like it's kind of, it's basically like finding a, this is time appropriate. It's like finding a live journal post and then finding the, the like the corresponding live journal post right of like two people yelling at each other right <laughs> um, and like you get to the end of there's no i and team and the triggers are best friends means i pull the trigger best friends means you get what you deserve and man if that isn't like 
if that isn't like being drunk and underage, like yelling at your best friend, then I don't know. I don't know what is. Like he says, he says everything I know about breaking hearts I learned from you. Like this is this is too. This is definitely like two dudes just like yelling at each other. Two sad, two sad boys. <laughs> Yeah, just um, a couple of the saddest boys. Yeah, just yeah, just uh, yelling, yelling at each other. Um, I was I was talking about John Nolan earlier, and he went on to start Streetlight Run, which we may do that. There, it's uh, sort of not emo, really. Right. Um, there, it's a very it's a piano, piano-y sort of. I don't I don't know how to describe I don't know how to describe them, but. <laughs> Uh, John Nolan's sister was on this album. Then they went off to start uh, Straylight Light Run. And then in Straylight Light Run was what is what was his name? Um, Will Noon. So this is this is weird. So Taking Back Sunday basically spawned. Well, uh, it was it was Taking Back Sunday first, and then Jesse Lacey left. Brand new started. Uh-huh. John Nolan stayed in Taking Back Sunday. Left started, uh, started Straylight Run. Uh, in Straylight Run was Will Noon, and Will Noon was in Breaking Pangea, which was an emo band with Fred Mascherino, who joined Taking Back Sunday after John Nolan left. <laughs> okay, this is just this is just shit that's in my head that I can pull. Like, hey, did you know? You know all these bands are connected because I, I don't have anything else to talk about right now. Um, uh, so, I I listened to this album an awful lot. Like I remember, this was one of the first bands that I sort of discovered that wasn't like really played on TV. Like sure, um, I had saw Cute Without the E on MTV like once. It was like the same the same way I saw the used on TV, like uh, saw the the taste of ink on TV like once. Uh huh. Um, and so they. Oh, were, I like, guess I, I can remember this... that video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, like I I remember I remember specifically like asking like friends like Hey, what kind of band you listen to? And they would be like uh, I don't like name some band on the radio. I don't know. I. <laughs> This was around the time that I, like, I, my parents never really listened to music in the house. Right. That wasn't, like, uh, the Christian station or whatever. So, like, I didn't get into music when I was young. Like, I had friends who, like, oh, my parents played the Beatles and classic rock in the house. I was just like, I, I don't know what music is. I didn't, like, I didn't listen to music until, like, eighth grade. And so, like, when I found music, it was, like, like the most popular band I listened to at the time was Linkin Park. And I loved Linkin Park. And now I don't, can't, like, I, I just don't have it in me to listen to them anymore. <laughs> um, and, like, Take a Max Sunday sort of, it was, it was, it was uh, the first band that I, that I remember my brother bringing home the CDs um, that I listened to. And I was like. I was like, "Oh, what is this?" Like, <laughs> like my like when emo music first hit me, it was uh, was not even an emo band, sort of emo, uh, Midtown, and then there was the Juliana Theory, the uh, Motion is Dead, 
and that sort of led into like he he got uh, Taken Back Sunday, brand new, uh, the movie life, Hot Rod Circuit, um, and like Taken Back Sunday was the first one that hit me that was just like ah. I, this is this is my band, and that, so I would ask friends like, "Do you guys listen to Take It Back Sunday?" They're like, "No, I don't know who that is." Like, <laughs> like it was just like the start of me saying, "Like, hey, have you heard of this band?" No, okay, and then they like became like one of the biggest bands for a while, because <laughs> um, they signed up to some major label, um, and I remember seeing them. I remember seeing them one time in concert after Louder Now, their third album came out. And I specifically remember I bought a t-shirt and I had it on my shoulders and then I lost the t-shirt. But I remember this girl coming up to me at the show and she was like, hey, are you Tasha's friend? And I did have a friend named Tasha at the time. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, yeah, we go. We're in a Japanese class together. And um, <laughs> she was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, we hang out, blah, blah, blah. Um, now, this girl I was talking to was this, like, short, thin white girl. She was like, yeah, we went to see Harry Potter today, and it was blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, we should, uh, we should hang out sometime if we're ever, if me and Tasha are ever hanging out. So I was like, okay, cool. Was, whatever. <laughs> I get to school the next day, and I talked to my friend Tasha, and she was like, hey, you, because uh, she had said she had a friend. What the, what I asked this girl's name, she said she had, it was like the same friend's name. And so I asked her, she was like, I was like, oh, I met your friend last night. And uh, she was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like this white girl. She was like, no, she's like Polynesian. And I was like, so <laughs> I was like, so what did that girl, was that girl real? Did what, like, is there another, is there a girl that has another side to the story that like, is there a guy that looks like me that this girl thought I was? Does, is there another side to this girl's story where she... It kind of still haunts me to this day, and I want to know what happened to this girl. <laughs> that's, that's so specific. <laughs> it's real specific and weird, and I don't think she was real, and I'm just losing my mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time crying to ghost man on third <laughs> that was the perfect um, transition yeah uh it's uh i don't even know why like i i i don't i don't even know what the song's really about uh i guess it sounds it might be about a breakup um and it's i, I think because of the chorus goes it's a shame i don't think that they'll notice and that like those were like pre-diagnosis of like shitty mental mental uh conditions right um so it's it was just one of those things where like hearing it's a shame i don't think that they'll know it's just like yeah yeah and that that still kind of stands up to this day but uh it also still kind of feels kind of teenage what we were talking about before of uh of lyrics of of this it doesn't seem it doesn't have like that same Papa Roach thing where this is something you send to somebody. Oh yeah, is, it, but it, it borders. I mean, it's close. Like everything yeah, still sounds say, like a threat. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this sounds like going back to Live Journal. This sounds like something you'd read on somebody's Live Journal. Um, which I wonder how old Taking Back Sunday was in two thousand two when this album came out. 
Let's see, because I'm on the internet. Adam Lazara is 35 years old. So this album came out in 2002. So he was... I don't know what year this is. <laughs> so he was, he was 18... What year? No, 15 years ago. So he was 20. No, he was 20. He's 20 years old. I know I'm good at time. Um, so yeah, this, it, like a lot of this seems like something a 20 year old would write. Like it, this, this album is, is very early twenties, uh, late teens sort of thing. Um, and even like the, even like the, the sort of love songs on it, like, uh, great romances of the 20th century, like, uh, it's, it's very... It's. It sounds like a guy like because the last lines in the in the greatest romance of the twentieth century uh, are are you turned on like he talks about being in a girl's room, uh, like she says come on come on let's just get this over with, like it's it's very much just like I'm gonna have sex with a girl, <laughs> like I think I'm it's kind of sounds like a song about losing your virginity, um. <laughs> Because, like it's also just being so shitty to women like it's yeah it, it, like the, I, the, this feels like this defines this genre of like i'm i mean like they get into the you know i, I want to look good reading and and be what all the girls want and i want to have right. sex but like i don't want to have sex either that's right. what makes it so complicated and it's like that's yeah. the same version of the thing that you're making fun of with the well-read man right um so yeah there's there's always this weird irony with early like when I feel like these emo bands sort of dabbled in more pop punk stuff um, before they got like a sound that they stuck with. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> like when you're talking about being shitty to women, one of the um, one of the lyrics in the song is uh, if it's not keeping you up nights, then what's the point? And it's just like like you're trying to be memorable, like just being sort of like a shitty like guy in your in your teen years or early 20s just like like yeah i'm gonna make this girl she's gonna love me and it's gonna be great and then we're, we're gonna have sex and uh-oh she might break up with me <laughs> i love uh just... I, I love timberwolves in new jersey that was the first song that that really got got it for me because it's it's when they sounded like they were maybe verging on being a dance band and that's when i was like yeah give me that <laughs> Right. Uh, that is, this is the song that has uh, this is the video that has Flavor Flav in it. Um, oh, does this, it? Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> I do really like this song. Um, it's probably my favorite. Maybe like I do. I do like the sort of slow, uh, like with the violin on Greatest Romances of the Great Romances of the Twentieth Century. I do like that. But uh, Timberwolves at New Jersey is definitely the song you can put on a mixtape. Yes, and play at a party. Yeah. Um, you can get away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I would just want to make a mixtape and put like all the like the middle tracks of every album, um, and just take that to a party and be like, "We're gonna listen to all the sad songs." Now. <laughs> oh, we should have called this this podcast "Sad Party." <laughs> uh, that could be our first shirt. Sad party. Sad party. The, the coolest kids. Um, 
speaking of that the middle track i i just had this flashback to high school of just like somebody burning me a lost prophet cd and uh like i listened to it and it didn't have that same sort of flow of like the hype song up first and then it just kind of cascades down right and then goes back up it was just like hype song up first then it kind of went down a little bit and then it just stayed that level for a while <laughs> and i never finished listening to the album and then that uh the lead singer went to jail that'll do it uh don't i will not talk about what he went to jail for you can look it up on your own time because it is ha ha awful um okay well that was a fun it's, assignment it's real bad <laughs> Uh, like when we get bleak here real fast like a sad party <laughs> like a sad party let's go back up uh, another band to connect to Taking Back Sunday is fun because Will Noon the guy who was talking about that's in Straight Light Run that was in Break Pangea the, the guitarist was in the, that, the other band he plays uh, in fun now but he's not the guitarist he's a uh, touring, touring drummer oh okay that makes sense um yeah, I was going to say, because I, I give drummer. too much time and effort to Bleachers, so I know he's not that guy. <laughs> they have a song called I Want to Get Better that's a flawless fucking song, and but the guy has to also be in fun. It, it concerns me. <laughs> I worry about him. Uh, I like that first fun album. Like, it's fine. It's a fun album to listen. I, I heard you setting it up, so I was worried. <laughs> I was like... Ugh. Well, what it's else a, are you going to call it? A world album? It's, like, it's, it's an enjoyable album to listen to. Um, like, it has, like, poppy tracks and, like, it's, like, just a good summertime uh, album. And then you get to, then, like, that second album comes out and they, like, that Tonight We Are Young song played in every commercial and on TV and, and like, on the radio all the time. And I was just like, man, I could never listen to this band again. Fine. Because I hate I hated that song. They're not not fun. Unfun. Unfun, period. You know who knows fun is Terrence. <laughs> Terrence uh, so, Fun Wiggins. It's fun's your middle name. name. Uh, so <laughs> I'm looking at the azlyrics.com page for Take and Make Sunday. Uh-huh. And uh, for the song Go- uh, Ghost Man on Third. Uh, it says thanks to the ghetto youth for adding these lyrics, and I really like that for Taking Back Sunday, like the ghetto the ghetto youth for Taking Back Sunday. These kid, like this band from New Jersey, like these suburban kids from New Jersey, being the ghetto youth, um, and then Playboy bitch also. <laughs> uh. I just want to look and I just want to look at these lyrics. Let's look at all these lyrics. There's some great ones here. Um, even the track titles kind of seem sort of uh, remind me of pop punk titles like Bike Scene, and There's No I in Team, Head Club, like You're So Last Summer. Like they they very much sound like uh, like it, what we were talking about earlier of just like breakups and whatnot like the last mm-hmm. song head club it just echoes out with uh don't don't call my name out your window i'm leaving i'm sick of writing every song about you um i still like the song but it's it, like all like all of these songs are just breakup songs 
I think about um, the time I hit great romances in the realist, and I just started feeling like the the old familiar emo uh, pit in my stomach, mm-hmm. where I was like, I'm making myself sick feeling and thinking about this, and then translating it into stuff in my life. Right. Like, I was like, oh, I, I how I've missed you, uh, em- emo stomach pain. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's amazing that for an album I spent very little time with, and a decade after it mattered. Like it's still, it can do that. Uh, and it has just so many songs in a row that are that it is just breakup stuff, but also like terrible friendship stuff. And like, right. for what it's worth, the specificity of what they do versus what brand new does, I think makes their version of the diss track hurt a lot more. Right. Cause the other one is, is just, like, this is, this is you're, you're punching fences and I'm going to, I wish I could shoot you. And there is right. more of this like metaphorical, like, Sometimes in the night you hear whispers about the darkness and that's when it's just like, no, that's not a diss track. Threatening to shoot somebody with a rifle, that's a diss track. Um, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at the lyrics to Bike Scene, which is the second album, our second song on the album. And, uh, and I was just looking at, like, I don't, I don't think of the lyrics. Like, I know all the lyrics to this album, but I don't think of them until, like, I'm looking at them. And it says, and uh, the chorus of this song is, uh, I want to hate you so bad, but I can't stop this any more than you can. I'm just like, man, I know some relationships like that where you're just like, I, uh, like, you're kind of mad at somebody, but you're, you're just kind of you're stuck with them like right you really like this person but you hate them a whole lot and that if that doesn't describe emo music then i don't know what does <laughs> um but you're bringing up you're bringing up friendships like it talks about friendships a lot but it, and it, i feel like it talks about friendships in a in a real way that sort of the more pop punk bands don't get into right like pop punk band like i, I talked about this the first episode second episode probably uh about just like pop bug bands are just like my friends are here and they are cool and girls are here and they are cool but like like they don't really have they don't really have these breakup songs with friends they don't have uh they don't talk about how like friendships go through the same things that relationships do and i think that's a detriment to like going back to listen to pop punk (laughs) <laughs> where it 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 does it feels like weirdly disingenuous um because it still has that sort of it has that that like kind of being shitty to women thing right uh mm-hmm. like newfound glory had my friends over you and it's just like newfound glory nobody cares right um uh it, and most of the time well it, well time, except for the creator of emo game who agrees that we all we all love to sing? Uh, yeah, um, but like most of the time, those breakups that your friends went through that you would hear about this girl, not not entirely all her fault. Yeah, not uh, <laughs> like there's there's no there's no sort of admittance of uh, of guilt uh-huh. in, in pop punk. No, never, unless um, unless it's just. 100% that like right. like I'm bad but it's then, right. then it becomes a sort of fun evil and I think that brand new does that a lot like like oh Tommy Gunn is basically just all that like how right. sexy is it that I'm just so fucked up <laughs> <laughs> um or saves a day do you ever listen to saves a day yes 
uh through being cool like that entire album is just like sort of like this revenge album and also just like like see we'll talk about this i'm sure we'll yeah talk about i think we're album, doing that but, one next um, probably <laughs> yeah save today's album like there's some like violent imagery in that uh, and that's in that album. Then, like, you get to the middle track, which is their like acoustic track, and it's sort of just like this, this like s- soft-ish song that doesn't really fit with the rest of the album. Like, it's real jarring, and I always skip it because I'm just like, this is weird. Uh huh. It's like it's like if you're it's like when you're drinking with a friend and they're angry, and then they just start crying in the middle of it. Yeah, exactly. You, I, I think you and I might be the middle track. <laughs> the, the, middle, the middle track of people that's our new tagline for the, uh, like, the middle track of why, people. why don't you grab some drinks with the middle track <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm gonna spend the rest of the day thinking about that god damn it uh, yeah the middle track this um, one doesn't really fit and it's kind of a bummer yeah i know <laughs> i have to live this way uh oh good times um, so would you, would you recommend this album? Would you yeah, tell people? Absolutely. I think I, I, I really think that this one is aged well and, and like you can, I, I, I hear everyone that was influenced by this moving forward. It's one of those things where you go back a little further than you ever actually really started. And you're like, Oh, I know why that album took from this album. Right. Um, yeah, I would definitely say. Uh, I would definitely say go back and listen to it. It's it's a good time. Like instrumentally, it uh, it stands on its own two feet. Um, like it it that's why that's why I always liked emo music. Like instrumentally, it it had more going for it than like I, like I said, I had a lot of friends who listened to pop punk when I was younger, and like I I know I keep bragging on it, but it, there's there's not a lot in older pop punk albums that really stands up. Uh, that doesn't sound the same. Like it's not like the same four power chords over and over again, um, and just like drum beats over and over again. <sighs> yeah, but, it, yeah. It, it, it 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 is that. Like every song is different. You know, it, it, the, the, uh, there's something about Taking Back Sunday where uh, when the other vocals kick in, uh, a lot of time they just suddenly go into this sort of cut time thing where instead of it just being the the full length of what the line should be. It just cuts out early and then it moves on to the next thing. And I, that's one of those big things that I'm like, Oh, everyone else that came after them tried to borrow that and didn't do it uh, without calling as much attention to it. Like the, right. the, it just seems so seamless in the way that they do it. And I was in re-listening. I was like, musically, these songs are just, they're, they're all over the place timing wise, but that keeps you on your toes. And I like, I was like, I couldn't uh, like, I couldn't like read Twitter or something while listening to this album again. I was like, I actually kind right. of have to focus on what's happening here because there's right. at any point the song can just end or suddenly we're it's starting a, another verse within a different verse. Like there's, it's smarter than it should be. <laughs> right. Um, and they, they, they carry that on to their later albums, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, one of my, my favorite album, like people talk a lot about this album being their like being the best Taken Back Sunday album. I really don't think it is. I think it's good. What do you uh, think I won't the say best it's bad, But um, my favorite they did is New Again. It's their, fir- their fourth album. It doesn't sound like any of the rest of Taken Back Sunday stuff. I've never heard that um, one. <laughs> it's, I really, really like it. Uh, I think Louder Now is better. Like, Louder Now is definitely the evolution of 
um, of tell all your friends. That that's uh, the one it, I spent more time was I spent more time listening to uh, after uh, after I listened now, to this album over the weekend. Enough, where you want to be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where you want to be is definitely the the evolution of tell all your friends, and then they like. Um, uh, louder now definitely sounds a lot more poppier than any of their other stuff, and then uh, uh, there's there's a certain rock element to New Again that I really like that not a lot of bands uh, did, um, and it was after after they changed like the lineup a little bit, and then they go back to I think it's a self titled after that, and it starts to sound more like old taken older Taking Back Sunday. Right. So New Again is kind of like this weird middle album that doesn't sound like anything else that I really like. Um, that I suggest you check out. But as always, you can find me Terrence Wiggins. <laughs> I, I'm good at transitions. You are. Uh, you can find me Terrence Wiggins. On Twitter at the Black Nerd, you can find me Brock, Brock Wilbur at the uh, at Brock Wilbur, not the, Brock, the Brock Wilbur. Wilbur. That it's unnecessary. Uh, that's another guy. He's, oh no, he's gunning for you. Oh no, <laughs> he's gun. He's gunning for your spot. Um, the kids are coming up from behind. <laughs> uh, if you have a chance, please review the show on iTunes. Yes, please. It uh, it helps with like visibility and uh, getting our name out there. Also, share it with your friends. Put uh, put it on mixtape. Burn it. Burn it on a CD. Uh, give it to a girl you like. Um, to to sort of live in the in the 2001 uh, emo fantasy land that is this podcast. Um. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got to say. I don't all know right. what I said, but <laughs> I'm not gonna. You I, you you I recommend had, revisiting I I this a, album? <laughs> I, I I did have fun revisiting this album. Good. I'll probably revisit it again. Uh, before the summer is over, uh, but I was just looking at Facebook and I saw you made it. I saw you had a dumb joke on there, and that distracted me. And I was like, "God, fucking Brock." Um, <laughs> this is this is the slow burn of a podcast <laughs> until one of the two of us just wears out completely. It's just one. Somebody's gonna make the worst joke ever, and then it's just like, "Okay, we're done." Um, but after having done two plus years of a Doctor Who podcast, I know we can drag things out forever <laughs> no one no one's gonna shout chicken so <laughs> <laughs> um so thanks everyone for listening as i said i'm terrence wiggins this has been brock wilbur we are the coolest kids and we take what we can get thank you for listening bye <laughs> <laughs>